Alright everyone, welcome back to the Blaze Experience. It's great to be back here with you all again. And as you know, this is our Saturday episode, so we are back to talk more State of Decay 2. So I'm definitely excited to get into this episode. Full disclosure, I did have a lot of difficulty deciding the topic for this episode. And it's not because I didn't have anything I wanted to talk about with State of Decay 2. It's actually quite the opposite. There's so many topics I want to discuss that it was really hard for me to decide what direction I wanted to go today. But today, we are actually going to get into the Drucker County bases. I thought I haven't gotten into any stuff about the bases yet, and I'm going to rank the Drucker County bases. So we will take all seven bases, we will rank those, we'll go over the Drucker County bases and just go over them as a whole and let you know, you know, which ones are good, which ones are bad. And just all the general aspects that go into picking the right base. Because it's very important when you actually play the game that you pick the base that's going to suit your needs. So we will get into that and dive into the bases. But first, a few news items for the podcast. One thing I just did today is I just changed my gamer tag finally. Now, many of you will know that I don't really announce my gamer tag on the podcast too often, and the reason for that was mainly because my gamer tag was something that I didn't really want to promote because I knew I was going to be changing it fairly soon. So my old gamer tag no longer matters. The new gamer tag is now Blaze Experience. So it's just capital B for Blaze and then capital XP for Experience, just like you'd find on Twitter. Same exact thing as the podcast Twitter. So just look for me on Xbox and, you know, add me, send me a message on there and we can play some games. But definitely happy to have that gamer tag changed. I had the same one for about 10 years and it, it's time for a change and I'm glad to have the podcast gamer tag. So definitely happy about that. But on top of that, I also did an interview for the podcast site Listen Notes. I will put that link in the show notes for you to check out, but I would definitely appreciate everyone checking that out. I think it was really good how they set up their interview, and basically I answered a lot of questions about you know, why I do the podcast, what my motivation is for the podcast, kind of how I go about my process, so I think it'd be really interesting for everyone to check that out. And if you're in the Discord, you already saw this drop today, so... You know, that's a even better reason to join the Discord, because if you join the Discord, then you'll probably find out some news faster than you would in the podcast. But definitely check out that Listen Notes interview and, you know, join the Discord as well if you'd like. I did mention it briefly in the last episode, but this Saturday, the same day that this episode launches, I will be guesting on the Horrible Gamers podcast. So I will let you guys have links to that as soon as that episode is released. But definitely check that out as well. They're a great podcast, and it'll be very fun to join them and talk about some games with them. The next episode of the podcast will be on the Darwin Project once again. So we will do our second episode on the Darwin Project. I hope you enjoyed the first one. And hopefully, you know, we can do more of this game if people like it. But if people don't like it, then I can switch to some other games too. And speaking of the next episode, I think we're actually going to do a bit of a schedule change that I wanted to announce. Basically, it's been Tuesdays and Saturdays that I've announced, but I think it's not really working out with the whole Tuesday release because essentially what happens is I release it too late. And for most people, it's probably already Wednesday because just based on my schedule, I can't actually get all the editing done and out early enough in the day on Tuesday, so I think it's better if we have a release schedule of Wednesday for that episode. Because if it's Wednesday, then basically, you know, for most of the people in the world, you know, when you wake up Wednesday, it'll be there for you, ready to go early Wednesday. So so that's what I'm going to shoot for from now on is Wednesday release, because I usually record those episodes on Monday, and then by the time I get home from work, I obviously have to sleep at some point too, so... It's difficult to get it out early enough on Tuesday for me. So let's shoot for Wednesday and we'll go with Wednesday and Saturday for our release schedule. The State of Decay two episodes on Saturday. I don't think that'll ever change. I think that's working out really well so far with the Saturday release for that. But 
I don't think the Tuesday release has been working out schedule-wise for the other game episodes. So our early week episode will now become basically a midweek episode and then a late week episode of State of Decay 2. So hopefully you guys enjoy that change. If you don't enjoy it and you want to leave me some feedback on that, just let me know. But like I said, I think for most people, it's already coming out on Wednesdays anyways. So I don't think it'll be that much of a change for most people. But I just wanted to let everyone know. And the last bit of news, literally just before I was going to record this episode, I saw some news on Twitter. Undead Labs retweeted a tweet from Fallout Girl 4. And basically, Fallout Girl 4 is a streamer. And she is doing a charity stream that I wanted to mention. She's doing a charity stream of State of Decay 2, and she's doing this for local animal rescues in her area. So I definitely suggest you check this out, and and it'll be great for anyone to support her. You know, she's helping local animal rescues, which I think is a great cause, and she will be doing, when this episode releases, I just messaged her. She said she will do another stream on Saturday, so... This will release on a Saturday. She will be doing another stream on a Saturday. I don't know what time exactly, but you can get in touch with her. And I will leave her Twitch uh, stream in the show notes so you can check that out. But definitely check out her stream if you're available on Saturday and go ahead and support her however you can. You know, even if you just watch the stream and tune in for it and you can't donate, that's fine. You know, just support her any way you can and try and help her local animal rescues. It's definitely a great cause, and it's definitely a great thing that she's doing this. So do whatever you can to support her. That being said, we do have a little bit of State of Decay news. There's no new patch notes yet, but there's been a lot of hints that one is coming as soon as possible. So no date is announced. They said they can't really announce a date because if they announce a date, it could be wrong because a lot of things that can hold the patch up. But... There's definitely a patch on the way, and it's going to have a lot of quality of life things, and it sounds like it's going to have the locker sorting in this patch. You know, Don't quote me on that, just in case it doesn't, but from what they were saying, it sounds like the locker sorting will be in this patch. So, obviously, you know, I will let everyone know as soon as the patch drops, that will be in that episode. So, if it drops next week, you'll definitely hear about it on Saturday. But if it's not next week, then whenever it drops, I will let everyone know about it in that episode. So you don't have to worry about that. I will have you covered there. But I also want to mention that Undead Labs did another great stream this week. They always do their streams on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time and 4 p.m. Eastern time, which I have mentioned before the podcast. But it was actually pointed out to me by one of my listeners that Although I pointed this out in the podcast, I didn't actually mention their Mixer or Twitch to check them out, so I do apologize for that. I have tweeted that on Twitter before, but if you don't follow the Twitter, then obviously you wouldn't know that, so I do apologize that I didn't actually mention their Mixer and Twitch ID. So their Mixer is www.mixer.com slash undeadlabs, and their Twitch is www.twitch.tv slash undeadlabs. So one more time, that's Mixer.com slash Undead Labs and Twitch.tv slash Undead Labs. I will include both of these in the show notes. That way, if you want to check out their stream next Wednesday, you can do so. And I do apologize that I didn't mention it in the last episode, but it's here for this one. So now you guys can check that out. But speaking of the stream, there's always a lot of interesting stuff in there. But this week, I think what was most interesting to me is... I asked a question for their guest, Drew Staltman, and he answered it. Basically, I asked about multiplayer-specific missions. I was wondering if there's ever going to be multiplayer-specific missions in the game where you would need a friend in order to complete it, and he offered a really good answer to this. He said that it's something that they have talked about before in the studio, and before the game launched, they just didn't have enough time to actually put it in. But it definitely sounds like something they would like to do. He didn't make any promises, but from the way he was talking, it definitely sounds like something he was hopeful that would actually get in the game at some point. Because he mentioned that, you know, State of Decay is a multiplayer game and they want to try and support that. So it definitely sounds like it's something that Undead Labs would like to do. Whether that actually happens or not, I mean, there's always 
you know, several hangups that could happen. But hopefully, you know, cross your fingers, we will actually get some multiplayer civic missions. And if you don't usually play with friends, you, know, you can always contact me. I'll jump in a game with anyone that wants to jump in a game and we can play together and do these missions if they ever come out. But I think it'll be a lot of fun to do some multiplayer missions with a friend because obviously your friend can help you with your personal missions right now. But I think it would be really cool to have missions that are multiplayer specific where you'd really need a friend to do. Like say it's a giant horde that you can't take on that giant horde without having a friend because it's just so massive that you really can't do it on your own. I think that'd be something really cool to have a friend help you for and tackle that together. So I think of add a new element to multiplayer and hopefully they can do this in the future. But according to what they drew said on stream, uh, they have talked about it before. They've talked about different ways to do it. And basically it was just a timing issue before. So hopefully, you know, now that they have some time to work on that, hopefully it's something they can actually make happen. And I guess we'll see in the coming time. So, you know, cross your fingers. Hopefully that can happen. But like I said, he didn't actually promise anything. So we can't count on it for sure. But it would definitely be nice if it does happen. All right. Like I said, we are going to be talking the Drucker County bases. And kind of like I said at the top of the episode, it was really hard for me to decide the topic for this episode. And... The main reason for that is there's just so much I want to talk about with the game that it's hard to actually pick the order I want to do it in. Because I have several episodes that I would really love to do, but I'm trying to plan the best order to help the most people. Because I haven't talked about anything to do with bases yet, so I figured I could go over one of the maps. And this is probably the map that I know the most because I get spawned into this map a lot. So I figured this would be a good start and then I can kind of go into some more base stuff in the future. But if there's a topic that you want to know about for State of Decay 2, definitely get in touch with me and let me know. Chances are it's probably a topic I have planned for the future. It's just a lot of these topics. I just don't know exactly when I'm going to be talking about them, but I definitely want to talk about all aspects of the game at some point. You know, at some point I want to talk about some weapons. At some point I want to talk about facility mods. I will definitely talk about the other maps and the maces in those maps. So it's all just a matter of timing, but definitely every week I will have a new topic down and there's so much to talk about that it's harder to actually decide what to talk about sometimes. But I think this will be a really fun topic and I'm definitely excited to get into the Drucker County bases. So basically what I'll do is kind of like I usually do when I rank things, I will talk about all the bases individually, just go through them. And then at the end, I will rank them. We'll talk about you know, what the requirements are for the bases, what they have, things like that. All right. So that being said, our first base we will talk about is the Vogel House. Now, the Vogel House is obviously your starting base, which a lot of people know. So as your starting base, you don't get a ton of stuff with it. But for a starting base, it's definitely, you know, I would say pretty scrappy if a base can be scrappy because it definitely holds its own and it definitely can sustain you for a little while. Now, the requirements for this is zero influence. So it's free in terms of influence. So if you switch maps and you switch to this map, you can just claim it for free and you wouldn't have to worry about anything if you switch maps. And it does need three people. So basically, that's for, you know, anytime you start the game, you can automatically jump in that base. So I guess hypothetically, if you lost enough survivors that you only had two left. I'm not exactly sure how that worked, but I would think you'd have to recruit a third survivor in order to claim this base. But potentially, because it's a free base, there's a possibility you could still claim it with two. I'm not sure how that works. It's never happened to me, but I would assume you'd have to recruit a third one in order to claim it. Hopefully, you never get in a situation where you're down to only two survivors, but if you ever do, then let me know what happened and I'd be curious to know what actually happens if you're down to two survivors and if you can claim this base or not. Because obviously, if you already claimed it and you lost a survivor, then that's not going to matter because you already had the base claimed. But I'd be curious if you're down to two and then you try to claim it, if it will let you. But those are the requirements. The existing facilities in this base are a kitchen, shelter beds, and a clearable trash slot. And the open slots are two small outdoor slots. So the clearable trash slots, you're going to hear a lot about 
you know, there's going to be a lot of clearable slots in this podcast because a lot of these bases start with things that you can clear out to make extra slots. The trash, you just simply clear it out of your area and you have an extra small slot. So basically, this base comes with three small slots. And honestly, the three small slots is pretty good to get you, you know, I would say at least midway into the game for sure. Because basically, the main things you usually need for your base are some type of medical facility, a workshop, and some method of producing food. So either a garden, a farm, something like that. So this base will definitely provide you the resources to be able to do this because you have three small slots. You can use one for each and that will at least get you going and you can go out and gather the other resources you need. So this definitely isn't going to be a base that you can use late, late game. But I mean, honestly, you could probably switch right from this base to your final base and it could really last you until your final base if you really want to do it that way. Like, say you're going for the 3500 influence base that we'll talk about soon. You could probably stay at this base until you switch to that base if you really wanted to. There's definitely nothing stopping you from doing that. Just this is the only base in Drucker County that you can't officially end the game on because in order to end the game, you have to have a large slot to build your leader specific item or your leader specific building. Sorry. So yeah, you can't end the game here. And I like how Undead Labs did that because it basically forces you to move bases once if you want to finish your legacy. So that is nice that you are forced to move bases at least once. And we will talk about some of the other places you can move to. But honestly, the Vogel House, like, it does the job it's meant for. You know, it, it was meant to be a starting base just to get you going. And I think it does more than that. I think it works great as a starter base, but it can also work into your big game. I mean, like I said, if you wanted to, you could definitely stay at this base until you go to your last base. So you could just do one switch the whole game if you really wanted to do that. And I do love that it's free to claim, too, because if you switched maps and came to Drucker County, then you'd have a free base to claim still. So that is very nice and very handy. All right. Next, we have the Cabin Park Motel. So the Cabin Park Motel requires five people and it requires a thousand influence. Now, the open slots it has are two large slots and one small indoor slot. And the existing facilities, it has shelter beds, two of those. It's got heavy trash, which is clearable, country kitchen, an old well, two parking slots, and a clearable seating area. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention the Vogel House has two parking slots as well. I forgot to mention that one. But So the Cabin Park Motel, it's a alright mid-tier base, I would say. You know, it's got some nice features that will help you. Uh, the old well is definitely helpful because if you don't have base-wide power and water, that will give you your water that you need. So that is nice that it has that feature available. You know, having the kitchen, you're probably already used to that from your starting base. The kitchen, I would say, doesn't add too much value early game. It's more of like a late game thing, I would think. But because of the two clearable areas, you basically have three small slots and two large slots with this base. So that is definitely an upgrade from your starter base, and it could definitely do a lot of things for you. Personally, I think there's better choices to use in the Cabin Park Motel, but I would say it's going to serve you you know, fairly well in the mid game. It just doesn't have a lot of extra oomph that will really push you forward, I would say. I mean, it has some slots that you can do, you know, some nice things with, but the built-in facilities don't really add a lot of value, I would say. You know, the old well is nice if you don't have base-wide water yet, but if you already have base-wide water, the old well is, you know, pretty much just a cosmetic item to you. But yeah, I don't have a ton to say in the Cabin Park Motel. I mean, when I was there, I didn't spend a lot of time there. It didn't really pique my interest too much. Aesthetically, it's kind of nice. But other than aesthetics, the way it functions in the game, I would say doesn't do a ton for you. But it doesn't, you know, do horrible for you either. So it's kind of a middle of the road base, I would say. But moving on, next we have the Barricaded Strip Mall. Now, for those that don't know, every map has one base that takes 3,500 3, influence and eight people to claim. 
this is that base in Drucker County. So your requirements would be eight people have to be in your community and you need 3,500 influence to claim it. So this is kind of like your large end game base. You don't have to use this to end your game on, but it's meant to be a base that you can kind of do more with in your end game and, you know, facilitate having those extra people basically. So the existing facilities it has, it has employee bathroom, two shelter beds, three parking slots, a high-end kitchen, a Taekwondo gym, an urgent care, and a clearable laundromat. The open slots it has, it has three large open slots and one small outdoor slot. So basically, if you clear out the laundromat, then you have a small indoor slot. So you'd have three large slots and two small ones, which you're probably thinking, well, oh, for 3,500 influence, I mean, that's the same exact thing that I can get other bases, you know, three large and two small. Which, technically, for open slots, that is true. But this does have a lot of existing facilities that will help you. Like, you already have your urgent care, so you're not going to need a medical facility because you already have urgent care already built. So, that's going to serve as that. You already have your employee bathrooms, so that's going to help with your morale. You have your high-end kitchen already, so you're not going to need one of those. And you have a Taekwondo gym, so you can train your people that way in fighting with that. You already have some shelter beds, so basically there's a lot of things already here that you're not going to have to worry about building, and they add some value to your game. So essentially, the slots that you do have available, you can kind of play around with those the way you want. This is the base that I ended. Well, technically speaking, I'm still there right now, but I'm literally about to go to a new map tomorrow, so I won't be there soon, but... Technically, I'm there right now, and then I'll be switching to a new map tomorrow. But my base at Barricade is Trip Mall right now. I have a still, for example. I've got an auto shop. I have a lounge, a workshop, of course. Those are just a few things off the top of my head. But if you have a trader leader, by the way, a still is very nice. I mean, I'll, I'll get into the buildings of the bases and you know what you can do with your slots in a future podcast, but a still is very nice with a trader leader by the way but yeah the barricaded strip mall it's definitely a great base it has a lot of functionality to it and it does the job it's meant to do it's meant to be an end game base where you can go with your large community of people and kind of live out the rest of your days in the game and it, it definitely does that job for sure the downside in my eyes to this base is some of the facilities that it comes with that are existing, I would rather not have. But that's more for experienced players, probably. If you're newer at the game, then you would probably want all these built-in facilities because you wouldn't have as many strategies already down pat as to how you want to build your base. But for experienced players that have been building a lot of bases already, like, for example, take the Taekwondo Gym. I would really love to destroy the Taekwondo gym because all of my people are already upgrading their fighting skill as it is. So I don't need the Taekwondo gym. I mean, it basically just sits there unused in my base right now. So I hope that at some point in the future, Undead Labs makes a feature where you can actually destroy these built-in facilities and build what you want there. Because there's a lot of other things I could build there that actually benefit me than the gym does. Right now, the gym just sits there taking up space in my base. And like the employee bathroom, for example, it's nice to have and it definitely, you know, provides morale. But what one thing I don't like that maybe Undead Labs can look into in the future is because I already have this built-in bathroom, I can't upgrade it. Because if you make a latrine... Like, I have a skill right now that I could upgrade latrines. If I made a latrine, I could upgrade a latrine to level 2, and then I could get more morale from that latrine. But because I already have the employee bathroom built in, I can't upgrade that now. So, basically, I've been just stuck with what they gave me. So, it is a little bit frustrating in some ways that you're kind of stuck with what they gave you, and you can't actually build upon that yourself. I know for a lot of newer players, this will definitely be a great, great setup for them, and this will help a lot, but for anyone that's more experienced, I'm sure you know that 
sometimes you just kind of want to do your own build and hopefully there's a way to do that in the future where you can do your own build kind of from scratch more. I definitely like having the urgent care though because it just saves one thing I don't have to actually worry about building. So the urgent care is really nice having there. And it's always nice to have beds when you get to a base, obviously. And the high-end kitchen, again, you can't upgrade that either, but it basically serves the same way as an upgraded kitchen, I would think. But yeah, the Barricade Strip Mall is a great base, and it's one that I spent a lot of time with in Drucker. And unless you're very experienced, then it's definitely going to be a great base for you. Even if you are experienced, then it's still going to be a great base. It's just... It might frustrate you a little bit that you can't get rid of some of the things that you aren't using. Like the gym, for example, for me, I'm not using the gym at all. So it's just sitting there wasting space for me. But if you didn't have your characters all built up already, that gym will allow you to increase your experience for fighting and it'll get your fighting up for all your characters. And with three large empty slots and one small outdoor slot plus the small indoor slot from the laundromat you clear, that gives you a lot of versatility in what you can build. I definitely love having the three large slots because three large slots, it gives you a lot of flexibility in what you want to do. You can build your leader specific building. You can build like a lounge there, an auto shop. You can build whatever you want to build and you really have a lot of flexibility if you want to like rotate out some slots. So the Barricaded Strip Mall, I would definitely say, is one of the top bases in Drucker County. I won't say where it ranks yet because I won't get to the rankings till the end, but it's definitely one of the better bases and it has a lot of functionality to it. All right, so we're going from a base that has a lot of functionality to one that, in my opinion, doesn't have much functionality. We're talking about the Wheelhouse Truck Stop next. This one requires five people and a thousand influence. And this one has existing facilities of outdoor beds, restaurant kitchen, huge fuel storage, two clearable seating areas, four parking spots, an auto shop, and one large slot. Large slot is the open slot, by the way. So basically, you get one large slot with this, and then if you clear the seating areas, you have two small. The parking of this base is nice. Four parking is definitely good. You know, a lot of bases don't have that much. Even the abandoned strip mall for the amount of cost it is, it only has three parking slots. But honestly, there's a lot wrong with this base, I would say. For one, it has outdoor beds, which doesn't help your morale because your people don't want to sleep outside. So usually indoor beds are what they want more. And then secondly, the amount of slots it has, it really doesn't provide you with much flexibility at all. I mean, say you move from your starting base to this base, you're going from three small slots to only two. And say you wanted all the things that I mentioned usually you want to have. You want your workshop. You want a medical facility and like a garden. You would only be able to have two of those. You already have to get rid of one of the important facilities that you want in your base. So it's definitely not ideal. I mean, I think to fix this base, you probably want to take out like if it was a feature in the future you'd probably want to take out the restaurant kitchen and then it make the base a little bit more viable because you actually have the room to work around things a little more but with the restaurant kitchen already built in and you don't really need that as much i think this base definitely suffers because you know you obviously need a medical facility to help heal your people and you really need like a garden or something along those lines to actually make food so basically, you're probably getting rid of your workshop, and your workshop is very key because that's how you repair your weapons, you make toolkits, and things like that. So it's definitely not ideal getting rid of that. I mean, you could always switch things out, but that just takes a lot of time, a lot of wasted resources. Like, for example, if you wanted to destroy your garden and then make a workshop, then when you're done using that, destroy your workshop and make the garden again. Like, technically, you can do things like that, but... That's just a lot of wasted time and resources that are better spent, you know, doing other things in the game. It is nice that it has a large slot available, so you can technically, you know, win the game with this base. But honestly, I don't see any reason to use this base for the most part. The only reason I can see to use this base at all is 
if you have a lot of vehicles that you want to upgrade, you could move to this base temporarily, use the auto shop that's already there, upgrade your vehicles, and then move again. Like, so basically, if you don't want to build an auto shop and you want to just take advantage of the one that's already here and then move on, that, that's pretty much what I see this base only used for is like kind of kind of like a truck stop, which it is. So basically, you just stop, you know, upgrade your vehicles real quick and then leave. I don't see this as a base you ever want to spend much time in. So I would say the only reason you should ever go here is to upgrade your cars really fast and then move on. But honestly, you're better off just upgrading your cars by building your own auto shop. Problem is you would need auto mechanics for that. So I guess if you don't have the auto mechanic skill, this base could come in handy for that reason. And that's basically what I see the reason for. So if you don't have the auto mechanic skill and you can't build an auto shop, then go to this base, use the auto shop real quick to upgrade your cars and then leave again. So it's kind of like a pit stop, I would say. It's not anything you want to stay at very long. But next we have Mike's Concrete. Mike's Concrete requires six people and 1,500 influence. And honestly, this is a base that I really liked a lot in my early days with State of Decay. Like this is the first map I ever started on. And when I first went to Mike's Concrete, I went there from the starter base and it really did a lot of cool things. And I really enjoyed this base. But the existing facilities, it has a backup generator, huge fuel storage, four parking slots, a machine shop, shelter beds too, and an extra set of shelter beds, which is awesome because if you have a nice big community, then you're already going to have a ton of beds there. So I believe that's three beds it already has there, and that's definitely a great start. And you can always upgrade these beds to get more use out of them, or you could... Yeah, you could always upgrade these beds to get more use out of them too. Having the huge fuel storage, that's definitely nice. You can store a lot more fuel and it's not going to cost you anything. So it's definitely nice to have the upgraded fuel. The backup generator is very handy if you don't have power yet. Because I know a lot of people when they first start the game, they're not going to really know how to get power. And they're not going to have power yet. So if you're newer to this game, this is definitely a great base to go if you need power. Because... The backup generator, you are going to have to use one fuel in order to use it, but it gives you the ability to have power, which is very useful to actually progress your game further. So it, it's not free base-wide power, but it does cost you one fuel to use it for an hour. That's an hour in-game time, but it, it's definitely worth it if you don't have power yet. So I would say that's definitely a plus in this base's favor. And the machine shop that basically serves as your workshop, pretty much the same thing, and it works great. The open slots it has, it has two large slots, one small indoor slot, and two small outdoor slots. So that's what makes this base great, in my opinion, is on top of the stuff I already said is built into it, it has five other slots for you to use. So you have two large and three small slots to play around with however you want, on top of the things that are already built in. So you already have your workshop. You don't have to worry about that. You've got a backup generator to help with power. You already have three beds built in. So you're already off to a great start. You know, you have four parking as well. And then you add these five slots on top of that. I would say, you know, this base is definitely a great bang for your buck because 1500 influence. I think it's definitely worth the 1500 influence. It's a great base and it really holds up well. I would absolutely say you could end your game at this base like no question if you wanted to you could move to this base stay there the rest of your game and just end your game there no question you can do that this base will definitely do that it will definitely cover any need you need it's not as big as like the abandoned strip mall so it's not going to have as many options it won't have you know the three large slots it won't have like the kitchen already built in and things but the other thing that's cool about this space is it doesn't have things that aren't as useful already built into it. Like the only thing that can be considered not useful really is maybe the backup generator if you already have power. So if you already have power, that won't be as useful to you. But otherwise, I mean, this base is completely useful in every way. So Mike's Concrete, definitely a great base and definitely one that I would recommend moving to if you're newer to the game. 
If you're experienced, then you probably have already tried this base out, and you'll see where it ranks in my rankings after, but it's definitely a great base. I mean, I don't really have anything negative to say about it, so that probably you know, speaks well for it in the rankings, which you could assume, but we'll see when we get there. Next, we have Wally's Bar and Grill. So Wally's Bar and Grill, that requires four people and 500 influence. The existing facilities, you have a bar and grill, which is basically like your kitchen, two parking slots, two clearable seating areas. For your open slots, you have two small outdoor slots and one large slot. So basically, if you clear the seating areas, then you have four, four small slots and one large slot. So for 500 influence, that's, that's a pretty good deal, honestly. You're going to get four small slots and one large slot for 500 influence. That's not bad. The caveat, though, is say you're going here from your original starting base. This has no beds already built in. So basically, one of those slots that you have is going to have to go to beds. So essentially speaking, you're paying 500 influence for one extra large slot. Because you're basically going to have three small slots, which you had at your starting base, you're going to have one small slot that has to go to making beds because you don't have the beds built in. So basically, you're paying 500 influence to get one large slot. To me, that's that's not worth switching for. I mean, if you're new to the game and you want to try it out, you know, this is definitely a cheap way to try out switching bases. And it's definitely a cheap way to try out having a large slot for the first time. So it's definitely, you know, something worth trying, I would say, for new just to see what happens. and. It's only going to cost you 500 influence to try it out. But anyone that's more experienced at the game, I would definitely not recommend this base in any capacity, mainly because, like I said, there's really no reason to use 500 influence just to get one large slot. There's a lot better deals in the game that you can wait for. I mean, we just talked about Mike's Concrete. I think that's a great deal for 1500 influence. The Vogel House for free, I mean, that's still a better deal, technically. I mean, you don't get as much with it, obviously, but since it's free, that's still a better deal. And the one base we haven't talked about yet, that's that's a better deal as well. So yeah, influence you're going to find in this game is very valuable to you, and it's something you don't want to waste if you don't have to. And to me, I think it's a waste of influence to use on this base. Like, yes, when you switch bases, you get influence back, but... Still, I mean, I don't. I just don't see the benefit in moving to this base. I mean, you get your large slot, so technically you could end the game here because you have a large slot now. You need a large slot in order to end the game. But other than that, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. It's just 500 influence for one large slot, basically, and that's that's how I see it. So I don't recommend going there, but it's definitely nice to go go there to sightsee and just check out what actually is there and kind of look around but actually using it as a base i would say it's one of your weaker bases in this map so the last base we haven't talked about is the knight's family drive-in so the knight's family drive-in requires six people and 1000 influence and we'll get into the stuff it has here but honestly a thousand influence for this base is an amazing deal like this is one of the best deals in this map and uh I'm definitely going to recommend this base, but we'll get into what it has. Existing facilities. It has four parking slots, a gate tower, an employee bathroom, concession kitchen, and a drive-in theater. The open slots, it has one large slot, one small indoor slot, and three small outdoor slots. So this is one of the best bases in the game, or in this map at least I should say. I mean... I could probably do a podcast after I talk about all three maps, talking about base together, but this honestly, if you compare it against the other maps, it still would rank one of the best maps, I would say. I mean, across the three maps, you got 21 bases. I would say this this still makes the top 10 out of all 21, but four parking slots is great to have. Having that concession kitchen and employee bathroom already built in is great, and you still have one large slot and four small slots, so... That is a huge deal for a thousand because, I mean, we just talked about the bar and grill that had for 500 influence. You basically get one large slot upgrade. This one you get for an extra 500 influence. If you just waited, you get your bathroom built in, you get a drive-in theater built in, 
two extra parking slots, an extra large slot, and an extra small slot, all if you waited for 500 or more influence. So don't move from your starting base to the bar and grill. If you're going to move, then move to this place instead. Just save up 500 or more influence and move here instead. Honestly, in my opinion, I know people won't like me saying this, but if I was Undead Labs, I would probably nerf this base a little bit in the sense of the influence cost. I think it's way too cheap. Um, I think this should at least be 1500 influence to claim it because this base is a great base in a lot of ways, and I think it should be nerfed to at least make it more balanced with the rest of the base in the map. I know players usually don't like, you know, hearing about things being nerfed, but I do like things to be balanced, and I think it's a little bit unbalanced with this base right now. But I haven't even talked about the best part yet. The best part of this base is the drive-in theater. And the drive-in theater, this is basically something you can repair, and then you can have your community watch movies. But these can either be, you know, just movies for morale, or you can actually have them watch training videos. So if you have them watch training videos, your entire community is going to build up their skills while they're in your base. So you're not going to have to take them out, you know, run around for five hours. You're not going to have to take them out, you know, fight a million zombies or shoot a bunch of zombies. You can actually build up their skills just by having them watch training videos. And that is really a huge asset to this base. So it's definitely a big thing for this base. And it's why, like I talked about earlier, the abandoned strip mall, why I didn't have to use the fighting gym. This drive-in theater is the reason why I didn't have to use that, because I moved from the nice drive-in to the abandoned strip mall, and I already had my whole community upgraded on all their stats, and that's because I used the drive-in theater over and over again. The one drawback to this base is basically that it has no beds. So you have four small slots and one large slot, and you have no beds available. So the problem you're going to run into is you're going to have to have a lot of bed outpost or you're going to have to have a barracks there or you're going to have to find some way to get creative. So it makes things a little bit difficult to sustain a large community at this base. I mean, all these bases have some drawbacks in some ways, I would say. So it does make it difficult with the bed situation, honestly, like. I moved just to try the strip ball out in some ways, but in some ways I also moved because of the bed situation. And especially since you only have one large slot as well. So you can end your game here, but if you end your game here, then that one large slot is basically going to have to go to your leader legacy building. And that kind of sucks that the only large slot you have has to go to that. So if you're using that, slot to help with beds then that kind of makes things difficult as well because you're gonna have to take away those beds in order to free up that large slot you can use your small slots to have some beds so if you're not using a warlord i would probably recommend using one of your small slots preferably your indoor slot that way you could not have a morale loss so i would probably use your indoor slot uh, make a shelter beds level two that will at least give you three beds as a start, and then you're going to have to use outposts for the rest. So you are going to have to have a lot of bed outposts if you're going to have a big community there. But you can work around it. I mean, that's basically the big drawback of this base. And other than that, it doesn't really have any drawbacks. It's pretty versatile, honestly. But that's basically all the bases in this map. So that's all the bases in Drucker County. So now we will get into our ranking. So it probably comes as no surprise, really. But number seven on my list is the wheelhouse truck stop. I think this is the worst base in this map. I think it's almost unusable. The only situation I could ever see using it is if you don't have someone with auto mechanics and you need a way to get an auto shop to upgrade your cars. That's the only reason I could ever see using this base. So there's not a lot else to say about it. I mean, when I talked about the truck stop, I already tr talked about a lot of the pitfalls with it, and it's not a good base. It's not really balanced for this map, I would say. I would say in order to balance it more, Undead Labs would probably have to either allow you to destroy the built-in kitchen that's there, or if they don't allow you to destroy it, then have that be an open slot instead of already built in. 
because if that's an open slot that at least allows you to build the three main small slots you need so it'd be a little bit more viable i would say in that case but as it stands right now i think it's almost unusable except for the one situation i talked about number six i have the wally's bar and grill probably not much of a surprise either the reason for this is because it's not really much value for what you're paying for i mean I would rather stay at the Vogel house, the starting base, than move to this base because yes, you get a large slot, but why do I want to pay 500 influence for one large slot? It just doesn't really do much for me. So for me, I wouldn't want to move to that base because it's just not worth it. So I would rather stay at the starting base and just, you know, work up to one of the better bases. Wally's Bar and Grill, I mean, if you're a newer player, it's not going to be a disadvantage per se like the wheelhouse truck stop is definitely a disadvantage so don't use that but if you want to try out wally's barn grill it's not a disadvantage per se it's just it's not as valuable as the other bases that's kind of how i put it but number five you're, you're probably a little bit surprised it made it this high but the vocal house i mean that's your starting base and i think number five for it is honestly doing pretty well like as a starting base, it works great. You know, all the starting bases are the same, but still, I think that speaks to how well Undead Labs balance the starting bases because these starting bases really work out well, and it really makes it viable for you to actually stay in that base for a little while if you want to. You know, if you're still learning the game and you don't want to worry about the base management as much, it's definitely viable to stay in the starting base for a, a good chunk of time. And the Vocal House will definitely get the job done i mean the two bases below it i would absolutely choose the vocal house over that those bases and even some of the bases above this i mean you could still stay in the vocal house if you wanted to if you want to just wait around and then move to one of the ones above this to end your game afterwards theoretically you could stay in the vocal house until your second to last day in the game and then your last day in the game move to the base that has a large slot build your leader spot and then just end the game that day so the Vogel House, you know, it, it's a pretty good base. I mean, it's it's free, so as a starting base, I, I think this works really well. If they made the starting base, you know, not free, I would probably change my opinion a little bit, but it's really helpful when you switch maps to actually have a free base already there for you. So say you switch maps, you don't have a lot of influence at the time when you switch maps, which I don't recommend, by the way. I recommend switching maps when you have, you know, a decent amount of influence but say you didn't have a lot of influence then you already have a free base there to claim so number four is the cabin park motel and again this is probably you know a little predictable mainly because i said it's you know middle of the road and where did it fall right in the middle so the cabin park motel isn't a bad base it's also not a good base either so you have to kind of you know just weigh your options with that if you want to move there from the starting base i definitely don't blame you it but it doesn't provide a ton of value to you and it's not going to do a lot for you that you can't get elsewhere so you know definitely try it out once just to say you tried it but other than that it's not a top tier base so definitely don't stay there a while you know i definitely recommend staying longer at some of the other bases but it's definitely a base that will get the job done more than the three below it. So as we move on, these last three are a lot tougher to rank. It took me a while to kind of think through them and decide where I want to place these last three because all of them have their strengths, but there are some key pitfalls to some of them. But honestly, number three, I would probably have to put the barricade as strip mall. And that probably sounds a little bit odd, but I don't think you get enough value for what you're paying for, really. You're paying 3,500 influence to take over this base, and for 3,500 influence, you'd kind of want that to be a top-tier base that you can really, you know, spread your wings and do what you want with. I think the 3,500 would definitely be worth it if there's a way in the game to destroy facilities you don't want. So if Undead Labs makes a feature in the future that you can destroy buildings that you don't want, like say I don't want that gym in my base, I can get rid of that gym and use something else there, I think this definitely would be worth it because it has the room you want to be able to grow. 
but with the built-in facilities that are already there, I think it kind of hampers you a little bit too much. It's Don't get me wrong, it's definitely a base that you can end your game with. You, you can stay there 100 days, however long you want to stay there, you can definitely stay there. It's definitely a cool location, but... Which actually, I just realized I didn't talk about where the bases are all located in the map, but... Real quick, I guess, the Barraquitas Strip Mall, that is up north, northeast. The Mike's Concrete is located in the center of the map. The Wheelhouse Truck Stop, that is over to the west of the map. The Cabin Park Motel, that is way down south, almost like to the very bottom of the map. The Knight's Family Drive-In, that's over to the east side of the map. The Vogel House is more in the center of the map, a little bit higher than Mike's Concrete. And kind of situated between Mike's Concrete and the Knight's Family Drive-In, that's where uh, Wally's Bar and Grill is. It's a little bit more on the east side of the map, so I do apologize I didn't mention that earlier, but that's kind of where they're located in the map a little bit more which will play into my final rankings. I'll tell you why in a second, but map location does matter a little bit, and you'll, you'll see why in a second. But kind of back to the Barricade Strip Mall, I really wish you could destroy some of those facilities. I mean, it's definitely a great base. It definitely has some value in there. You know, having that urgent care built in is nice. It's definitely a really cool base to look at aesthetically, and... The area around it is kind of cool. It has like, you know, basically like a giant parking lot in the back, what kind of seems like. So that is definitely cool. But I think it suffers from not being able to do what you want. And also it has one less parking spot than, you know, the two bases that I'm going to rank above it. So, you know, downgrading a parking spot kind of hurts too, because you want to be able to park more cars there. I mean, sure, you can park as many cars as you want technically, but having the actual parking slots increased, it does make a difference. And then having it all the way up in the northeast corner of the map, it does make it kind of hard to get to some places sometimes because you have to go all the way south and, you know, whatever you're going to is going to be far away. If you have to go all the way to the west of the map, that's going to be kind of far away. So it does increase your driving distance and your fuel efficiency goes down. So the strip mall is a good base. Um, definitely well worth trying out at least one time just to say you know i tried out the big base in this map and it was pretty cool but i'd rather stick with one of the smaller ones that's that's basically what i would say now these last two it, it was a lot of back and forth in my head in ranking them but contrary to popular belief i am probably i am actually gonna have to put number two knight's family drive-in and a lot of people i think think this is like you know the underrated star of this map that is probably the best base you know beating the band of strip mall but i think obviously you know which one i'm ranking first but i think mike's is definitely number one we'll get to that in a second but the knight's family driving i think the bed situation really takes it down for me because yes there's definitely ways to work around the bed situation but not having any beds built in is when you start there and having a lower amount of slots, it really makes things a little more difficult for you. Because if you remember, you have one large slot and then you have the four small ones. But basically, one of those slots somehow is going to have to go to beds. I mean, in theory, you could have pretty much every outpost slot you have picking up beds, but you don't really want to do that. So one of those slots somehow is going to have to go to beds. And that's just kind of a bummer. I mean, having some beds already built in would help you a lot more. Now, the drive-in theater aspect, that is definitely, definitely a huge plus for this base. But I think not having the beds there, that really detracts from the drive-in theater aspect. If this even had a sheltered bed level 2, or not level 2, but if it had two sheltered beds there to start, then I would probably rank this number 1. But because it doesn't have any beds there at all, that really detracts from the base overall because that's two more, you know, that's one more outpost you're going to have to waste on beds. That's, you know, one more slot you're going to have to waste on beds or, or more outposts. But if it at least had two beds there to start, it would definitely change my opinion. But as it stands right now, not having any beds at all, it just really kills the functionality of the space. Now, 
having four parking slots, having a, the drive-in theater built in, you know, having the employee bathroom built in, those are all great things. The other negative to it is it only has one large slot. So only one large slot. If you want to end your game here, if you're making your, you know, trader leader, your war leader, whatever it is, you have to build your legacy building basically. And if you're only having one large slot, that large slot automatically has to go to that leader building. So you don't have any choices in that matter. So that's another drawback to it as well, because if you don't plan on playing, you know, a super long game, then, and you want to end at the space, then it's going to kind of detract from the value for you because you have to destroy something in order to make that leader building. So those are kind of the drawbacks to Knight's Family Drive-In, but I do think it is still better than the Barricaded Strip Mall. And that's mainly because the drive-in theater is so nice. You can train everything, not just fighting. And on top of that, it doesn't have things that you don't really need built in there. Like the employee bathroom, you know, that's the same thing as the Barricaded Strip Mall. But it doesn't have the Taekwondo gym that you're not going to want because the drive-in theater is so much more useful that you can actually use for any purpose you want. And... Honestly, the value is just a lot better than the Barricade Strip Mall. Paying only a thousand for this, I think it's a little bit broken that it's only a thousand. And maybe the reason for that is is because of the bed situation. Maybe that's why Undead Labs, you know, lowered the price of it is because of the beds. So maybe that's how they balance that a little bit more. But to me, I still find it a little bit too broken. But maybe that's just my taste. But I think this is definitely better than the Barricade Strip Mall because it offers a lot more value. I mean. You're going to save 2,500 influence and basically get the same experience that you get from the Barricade Strip Mall, for the most part, I would say. So I definitely recommend this over the Barricade Strip Mall. And then distance-wise, too. This is way over on the east side of the map. So, again, it's kind of far from stuff that's on the west side of the map. You know, it's kind of far from stuff that's in the north of the map. So you are going to have to do more traveling if you're going to take the space. All right. Now we are at number one. Number one kind of obvious at this point Mike's Concrete now when I first played this game and I first moved to new base I kind of you know quickly did some calculations in my head I'm like wow Mike's Concrete that looks like a great base and you know it seems like the best base for your value and honestly after gaining a lot more experience in the game I still feel that way I still feel like Mike's Concrete is the best base for your value it's going to cost you 1500 influence but there's no drawback to it. I mean, I can't find a drawback to Mike's Concrete. Like, the biggest potential drawback I could say about it is if you already have power, then the backup generator is useless to you. But, I mean, if you already have power, then basically it's just another aesthetic. Like, it's not taking away from your experience at all. It's just an aesthetic piece of art, pretty much. But if you don't have power already, that backup generator is really going to do a lot of wonders for you. And you already have the huge fuel storage built in, which is awesome. You have four parking slots, which is, you know, tied for the best in this map. You have three shelter beds already built in. That is huge because three shelter beds already built in there. That is going to work wonders for you. You can upgrade those beds to get extra base. You're not going to have to waste as many outposts on beds. You're not going to have to build a barracks. So that is really huge. The machine shop is already built in, so you don't have to worry about your workshop at all. And then on top of all this stuff, there's two large slots and three small slots there. That is big. Like Now, the abandoned strip mall has three large slots, so it has an extra large slot you can use. So I guess that's one disadvantage is it has one less large slot, but five slots on top of all the stuff it already has, I mean... For 1500 influence, this base is a steal. Like, I would much rather pay 1500 for this all day than 3500 for the Amanda Strip Mall. Like, this is a huge deal for this base. But honestly, I don't think, unlike the Knight's Family Drive-In, I don't think the cost for this is broken. I think 1500 is a steal, but I think it's still a fair price in some ways because the Family Drive-In for 1000 I mean... You're getting a lot of value for that thousand. That's like way more than you should get. I think fifteen hundred is still a steal, but I think it's a reasonable steal in some ways because if you paid 
you know, I would happily pay 2000 for this still. Like, if Undead Labs increases to 2000 I'd still be happy to pay that because it's still pretty much a steal at 2000 But 1500 I think, is is reasonable, more so than the Knight's Family Drive-In. But the other key factor in Mike's Concrete is it's right in the center of the map. So anywhere you have to go, it's going to be a lot faster to get there from Mike's Concrete than the other bases. So that really adds to the value of this base as well. So I just don't see many negatives to Mike's Concrete. And if you know from previous podcasts I've done, like the less negatives you have, that that obviously improves your ranking because... If there's nothing negative about whatever that item is that we're ranking, then why would you not rank it high? Because if there's nothing negative about it, then it's obviously great. So, But unlike some of the things that we've ranked in the past, this isn't one of those cases where you know there's nothing bad about it, but there's nothing really great about it either. This is one of those cases where there's nothing bad about it, and it is still great. Because... The features that are available in this base for the influence you pay are just astounding, honestly. So definitely would recommend Mike's Concrete. You know, having the three beds already there when you get there, the extra fuel storage, the backup generator, it just all piles together to make the best base in Drucker County. So it might be a little controversial, but honestly, I, I, I think I made some good points as to why this is number one. And if you disagree, I would definitely love to hear from you, you know. Find me on Twitter and let me know. Let me know what your opinions are. Find me on Discord and let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about why you think one of the other bases is better than this one. I would definitely love to have a discussion about that with you. Going through our list one more time. Number one, Mike's Concrete. Number two, Knight's Family Drive-In. Number three, Barricade Strip Mall. Number four, Cabin Park Motel. Number five, The Vogel House. Number six, Wally's Bar and Grill. And the only base that you should absolutely avoid in this map is number seven, the Wheelhouse Truck Stop. So that is our bases in Drucker County. Drucker County is also the plateau area. If, um, like when you first start the game, it asks you what place you want to start at, the valley, the plateau, or the hills. This one is counting as the plateau area, just in case newer people didn't know that. Because the other two maps, they technically say hills or valley in the name this one doesn't say plateau in the name so just in case anyone that's newer to the game was wondering about that this is your plateau area but yeah like i said this is your drucker county basis you know that's how i feel they rank and i hope you enjoyed this um like i said i will definitely do the other maps at some point i probably won't do the other maps next podcast i'll probably do something different but i will definitely be doing the other maps at some point and if you want to hear about those maps sooner, let me know and I can probably try and, you know, push those up a little faster. But if you want to get in contact with me and let you know what you, your thoughts are on the bases or if you want to contact me about future podcast topics or whatever you want to talk to me about, you can find me on Discord, which will be in the show notes. You can find me via Twitter at Blaze Experience, which experience is always capital XP and no ETH at front. And then our email, which is all lowercase in this case, is theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And again, no E for the experience. And again, no E at the front of experience. And then, like I said at the top of the podcast, I did finally change my gamer tag. So if you want to get in touch with me on Xbox, you can definitely do so as well. That will also be Blaze Experience for my gamer tag. So just capital B L A I S E capital X, capital P, E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And that will be my gamer tag. That is also the same exact thing as the Twitter, in case you want to know how to spell the Twitter. I'll say it one more time, just in case you didn't catch it. Capital B, L-A-I-S-E, capital X, capital P, E-R-I-E-N-C-E. If you want to find the podcast, you probably already know how to do so, but you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Listen Notes like we just talked about at the top of the podcast with my interview. I would definitely recommend checking out the interview, which will be in the show notes. But you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, of course. You can find us on Acast, Blueberry, Podbean, Radio Public, and a bunch of other directories. 
And definitely help us out by giving us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps more people find the podcast and it really helps the podcast grow. So I really appreciate anyone doing that. And so our next episode will be on the Darwin Project, which will release on Wednesday, like we talked about with the new schedule. So look out for that and let me know what you think. I did make a sort of poll in Discord about what people want to hear more about. And so far, the Darwin Project was not getting a lot of support, but I already had this episode scheduled, so I will do at least this one more episode on the Darwin Project. If I don't hear from people that they're enjoying the Darwin Project episodes, this might be the last one on that, but we'll kind of see how it goes. We'll kind of play it by ear with that. Yeah, we'll have a Darwin Project episode coming to you soon. And then, of course, next Saturday, we will have, once again, another State of Decay 2 episode. I will try to announce the topic for that episode next time, but like this week, it could be a situation where I'm still kind of contemplating which one I want to do for a topic because there's so many topics about this game to talk about. In addition, also the same day you're hearing this episode, I will be on the Horrible Gamers podcast doing a guest appearance there. So definitely check that out. If you want to hear more about that, just get in touch with me any of the ways I mentioned, and I will definitely be happy to let you know more about that. And if you want to find more podcasts that are great, just like this one from New Hampshire, you can check out Podcast New Hampshire, which is our podcast network we're currently on. There's a lot of great podcasts on there. There's a fishing podcast, business podcast, a wrestling podcast, podcast on wellness. We Need to Talk podcast, which is a podcast that I just did a guest episode on. And there'll be one more guest episode coming for me on there. So definitely check them out as well. But a lot of great podcasts on Podcast New Hampshire. So podcastnewhampshire.com. That's podcastnh.com. And last but definitely not least, I will mention one more time that charity stream that is going on. Fallout Girl 4 is doing a charity stream to help local animal rescues in her area. So definitely check out her stream as you're listening to this. You know, it, it will be there will be one more stream at least on Saturday. I don't know if she's going to do any more besides that, but I did get in contact with her and she said she'd do a charity stream on Saturday as well. So definitely check out that stream. If you can't donate, you know, just check it out. At least support it however you can, you know, try and get some hype going for her and help out the local animal rescues in her area. It's definitely a great cause and it would definitely be a great thing if you help support her. So definitely check that out. I will put the links in the show description to her charity stream and you know give her a follow however you want to help her out just try and help out the local animal rescue in her area but that's basically it for this episode that's all we have for today and i hope everyone enjoyed it so i will see you next time thank you for listening to the blaze experience (laughs) 